it's yeah. not a fantasy world <laughs> where everything's rainbows. Like. Yeah. <laughs> that we just experienced that we cannot achieve. When we're far away. Yeah. That was wild. That was so satisfying. Like, in, like, a mental and just, like, yeah. yes. It's like when things line up. Mm-hmm. Where you have, a, like, when you, like, put a box in another box and it's like, whoop. Yeah. And it made like, my brain oh, happy. Nice. That's all I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you know what else makes me happy? Queer representation in horror. Fact. <laughs> Um, so this is December. Happy December, Woo! listeners and viewers. And we are starting a new series, as we do on most months. Yep. And we are going to be talking about queer horror, or horror in which there are queer themes, mm-hmm. queer people, queer issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, it's a part of the story. Yes. It's not just like, eh. It's for comedy, or it's to just, like, murder, or, you know, it's, like, actually a part of the plot, it's important, and also, like, of films that make you feel seen a little bit. Yeah. A way that when a lot of times you'll get, like, queer characters that are just villains, that you don't feel seen, and you're just like, ugh. Or, like, you kind of have to dub something queer when there's, like, a... Like a hero or a monster or something that you can identify with. Mm-hmm. So we kind of put the queer label on it. But it's not necessarily queer. Yeah. Um, or like your favorite anime. Yes. Or like the character. Yes. You're just like, and kiss. Yeah. Like, it's perfect. <laughs> Most characters should be together. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> That's my existence. As someone who is, you know, reading and watching anime that I missed out on as a youth. And being mm-hmm. like, why aren't you gay? <laughs> Yeah, or you're like, oh my god, if this character was a girl character, like, nothing would change with their story. It Why is it just men. all these men? Danjiro! <laughs> Karapika! <laughs> yes! Oh my god, Karapika, so much. And, like, yeah, there's a lot of that. It, you know, especially watching anime now, having been spoiled by um, She-Ra, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely like, okay, clearly you can make everyone gay and it's okay. Yeah. Um, and so I think with this, like, with this series, what we're finding is, like, kind of similar to the vein of, like, you know, Jordan Peele made Get Out. Mm-hmm. And he made this big statement to show, like, how, you know, we can make social horror. It can be enjoyable. And even then, with it being, you know advertised inappropriately as a comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> and not really being seen oh as horror. Oh my god, was not a comedy. <laughs> there was funny things, but the funny parts of it were, like, uncomfortable funny. Yeah. Like, because you were supposed to feel that way. And But I think, like, the second part of that was him creating us. Yeah. And it being, like, here's a black family this in a horror film. a horror film, no doubt. Like, no question about it. Yeah, and it just has a black family at the head which is phenomenal and it's great Mm -hmm. and that's like the representation that we need and I think that's what we see in some of the films that we're going to explore is sometimes like the honestly 
a benefit of it is just having queer characters that are like, yes, yeah, I am queer. Like, this is my husband or my partner or, the, like, mm-hmm. I am in love with this girl and I am also a girl. Like, yeah. to have those there, like, just the existence of it and not... And so, like, yeah, we're going to run the, the, the two episodes we start this series with, um, the films that we're going to ex- explore, have some, like, give and take of, like, positives mm-hmm. and negatives, as most things. Yeah. Um, and so... I just hope that we get more, like, you know. Yeah. Well, we think of it kind of like uh, right now we're seeing a lot of firsts. Mm-hmm. Like, first black woman as vice president. Or yeah. Asian American and black American. Yeah. Um, and then you have, like, first black woman to be hired as, like, the PR director of a sports team. Like, yeah. things like that. There's a lot of firsts. And it's like, we want to get to the point where there's not firsts anymore. It's just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. A human. We just have that. <laughs> has a position, and that's great. Yeah, like, that they earn, and it's yeah. cool. And yeah. it's like, it's just like, it's not just all white men. Yeah. What? Or That'd like, just all white people. And this is not firsts anymore, because yeah. it's just normal. I think that's the goal that I think Jordan Peele's setting out to get to, too. Yeah. And then just like, uh, in this as well, like, just trying to get to a point where queer is a part of the story, uh-huh. but it's not all... The characters are because that's what you get in a lot of films where like their entire identity yeah. is just like this is them and they're gay and that's all their character development. Yeah, and that's we want like more than that. And and like the, it, it's a it's something you know like it, it's a mm-hmm. joke or it's a the the last remark or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I wanted to look up the actor's name so I can yeah, reference no it. Um, but yeah, like. I agree with what you're saying. Like, we wanted the first... Like, and even that controversial quote by Jordan Peele where he says, like, there's never... I'm never going to make a film that stars a white man. <laughs> He's like, we've seen that film. I've seen that film. I have no interest in it. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, we can really do that. So I think, you know, opening up this series with a film that has a gay char- has gay characters and that, that our lead character is a black gay character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he... Honestly, like... The film has some really, really good parts, but I think the heart of it, like, the best part of this film is him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, like, I totally agree. He's, one, the best actor. Yes. Two, like, has the most emotional, like, connection, mm-hmm. I'd say, compared, like, and you're following him, so that makes sense. He's, like, the protagonist yeah. of the story, but he does a fantastic job. Yeah. So what we're talking about is Spiral from 2019. So not to be confused with Spiral, the Saw film that. Um, Chris Rock, Chris Rock, your 2021 film Spiral is Chris Rock. Nice. That is correct. What do you do? Um, yeah, so not to be confused with Chris Rock Spiral, which is a part of the Saw series. So mm-hmm. if you Google it, Google Spiral 2019. From, yeah. It's on Shutter. Yeah. And uh, to give you a little synopsis of Spiral 2019, which is just what we're going to call it now. <laughs> There's more than one. Uh, a same-sex couple move to a small town to enjoy a better quality of life and raise their daughter with strong social values. But when neighbors throw a very strange party, nothing is as it seems in their picturesque neighborhood. It's directed by Curtis David Harder, uh, the same producer of What Keeps You Alive, and written by Colin Minahan, which also What Keeps You Alive, and John Palaquin, which yes. is a fun last name. Palaquin. Oh, that's, that's a know. better way to say it. Palaquin. <laughs> um... 
yes. So we covered what keeps you alive mm-hmm. in our queer representation or LGBTQIA representation with Jackie, mm-hmm. Jacqueline Constance. And I, you know, I remember there's the part of it that in a similar vein, it was like, this is a, you know, a, a stressful kind of like thriller film that just so happens to have lesbians as our like antagonists and protagonists. Like mm-hmm. it just so happens that they're both women. Yeah. But like, because it, it, it was written in a way that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because honestly, most films are written that if you switch them out, it really wouldn't matter. You could just make them people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because well, I think, yeah, there's this like weird... Put, that's like put upon like relation there it's like gay marriage is a big deal where yeah. it's like they're just people in love yeah. who love it's each other marriage. and like want to be it's the same like marriage in the same thing like it's <laughs> yeah. not a fantasy world <laughs> where everything's rainbows like it's just <laughs> it's just it's just love man so yeah. people have problems people have solutions you know people just have a good time <laughs> bad time whatever it's still love yeah it just makes me think of they the, make it seem so fancy and weird the key and peel skit mm-hmm. after gay marriage like uh, uh, obama yeah did it, oh, and he, was everything was like gay married and it was like the gay this and gay. he's like it's just one thing. and there's this whole conversation but yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> uh, Jordan Peele have been out here saying it. Um, yeah. yeah, so this film is similar to that, which is, like, it, it kind of has, like, part of that is a positive, part of it is a negative. Yeah. So some people watching it going in, and, like, when you see the trailer, you definitely get this, like, get out but queer <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of vibe because it's like, okay, here's some people. They And in the beginning of the film, it really does feel like that because there's, like, conversations that happen mm-hmm. that you, like, as an outsider of that community, it's just a conversation. Yeah. But you see that um, the actor, which I'm going to name his name right now, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. What uh, a cool name. Yeah. He's also in um, Unreal. Okay, He's yes. one of the producers, and I was like, why do I recognize him, and why do I already love him? Um, <laughs> but his character, like, as they're going through, like, the weird white neighbors in the suburban town will say something and his white man partner is like no 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 like they're just saying like that's nothing and they're like (laughs) he's just like are you not understanding the subtext like what they're really saying underneath their words Mm -hmm. which is one of the golden parts of get out was like the majority of that film was just like make you uncomfortable trying to exist in normal situations. Yeah, and be gaslit the whole time and that's what the beginning of this film is it's gaslighting and it's just him like existing in this town already feeling like an outsider because he's like the only person of color Mm -hmm. and then on top of that he's gay and it's during uh the aids epidemic Mm -hmm. so we get like these digs and and some things like that like of yeah you have like a lot of homophobic kind of rhetoric kind of being thrown around like it's nothing Mm -hmm. and you have them like really great commentary in terms of, like, what it was like back in the AIDS epidemic yeah. just to be a gay person and all the, like, misinformation and, like, really just not okay things that people just thought were okay to say. hmm Yeah. So you, you get that. And then, as you said, like, the gaslighting and, like, the weird moments where you're like, they said that. They meant it in a way. And this guy's not recognizing no. <laughs> it was meant in a way, and it definitely was. Yeah. Yeah, and I th- I I do like that like the dichotomy between the these two characters because they're both gay men, right? Mm-hmm. But even in that, they're still 
living two different lives, mm-hmm. right? Like, they have different experiences. Like, he clearly comes from a place of privilege in his own right, even being gay, mm-hmm. because he has the luxury of not reading into it and not assuming that, like, there is danger here, yeah. right? Like He's the luxury just, of being a white man. Yeah. Because um, that's a big thing in the gay community is that there's still a lot of racism that exists. Yeah. And, that, like, white men are way more accepted in the gay community in, like, terms of, like, mainstream. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, bars that you, if you're black and gay, you can't go to because yeah. it's, like, not safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even here in Philadelphia, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, like, um, controversy. But, what was that place called? We've been there. Um, it is uh, Candy. It was something Candy. Eye Candy, I think. Eye Candy. Eye yeah. Candy. And that had was that, that they had their not-so-subtle... Um, clothing requirements like dress code which was like you couldn't wear tims and you couldn't like it was like literally just like what do black people wear that we assume black people would wear you can't come in here if you wear them yeah which is like why (laughs) why not um yeah and yeah so i can't even trash but the and the owner of i candy like he was recorded saying some awful things. things so he yeah um but we digress that's not about the film (laughs) but i think like yeah i think (laughs) But I mean that that speaks to it, right? Like, because mm-hmm. yeah, in that community, there in the gay community, you know, there is still racism. There still is this, you know, there's levels to mm-hmm. to that acceptance. But also, even in him, like he's an outsider of an outsider, right? Because mm-hmm. also in the black community, it's like gay in the LGBTQIA community is also like you know frowned upon or, or not given the right resources or not looked at Yeah, there's a lot properly. of ignorance surrounding it. Yeah, so it's like, there's so many levels and, and it's all compounded onto him as a character. And I think he really, like, brings all those stresses to life. Mm-hmm. And he is, like, as a character, the embodiment of anxiety. Yeah. And it's it, it's so, it, it's ad, added stress as a viewer because we can't help him, mm-hmm. you know, and you can just see him spiraling out control, and he is alone, and everyone is telling him he's overreacting, everyone is telling him, like, don't think about it, you're spiraling back to the past, like, you're, like, losing it, and then on the, the you know, on the outside of it is that there is a weird pagan cult thing mm-hmm. that is, you know, attacking people who are minorities or the current vulnerable community which happens to be at that time gay men i think on top of the the differences between him and his partner and what doesn't get really explained and i was so confused the whole time was so their their daughter it's Mm -hmm. it's clearly not their daughter yeah it's his partner's daughter that he like she knows her mom yeah so it makes me think of like so they have pictures of them when they were younger, mm-hmm. and he had been gay. And it makes me think of like, okay, he had been like, at, like out doing like his thing. He was he, he was out, and then at some point, went back in or like, is bisexual and was like, okay, I'm gonna start a family, mm-hmm. and then was like, no, I'm gay, and like took his kid and then rekindled a relationship with him. Like that's yeah. the timeline that I could piece together. Yeah, because at some point he was in a hetero. Relationship. A relationship of some kind. And so there's a whole plot that we're missing with that daughter of, like, how is she dealing with this? Like, we get little mm-hmm. clips where people say things like, don't drink out of their drinks because they could have AIDS and now mm-hmm. you'll catch it. Which was, like, a common, like, yeah. narrative that happened during that time. And, like, her kind of coming into her sexuality. And I think that, you know, uh, Bauer Chapman does a really good job of, like, 
being this like quirky stepfather figure uh-huh. and he he's calls like her like honey or pudding or something yeah. he's like super sweet and he's like also very real he's just like yeah like that's not how he both like <laughs> respects the boundary and also like realizes moments where he has to step in and be like hey you're doing something that's unsafe and like i know i'm not like your dad but like i need to yeah. make sure you're okay because i care about you yeah like, you're you're my stepchild like i care about you and you need to be good i'm not gonna like be like oh, i'm new dad <laughs> yeah you know i hate your mom man i'm, a, I'm new yeah. dad but he's like very much like he knows when to step in when like he's very great as a stepdad yeah he's very much like i am an adult mm-hmm. i have experienced things and i know that the world is more dangerous and i want you to be aware of that mm-hmm. and to operate with that knowledge that your father's never going to tell you to do because your father doesn't know about it, right? And, like, he kind of understands, like, you're a woman. You're a young girl. You're going to be taken advantage of the way that, like, (laughs) people in my communities are taken advantage of, right? And then we also have this, like, parallel, like, like these flashbacks that happen to, you know, him as as a youth Mm -hmm. and having trauma from that. There's another thread of, like, he keeps calling an ex- Mm-hmm. And we don't really know, like where they why, are, if what they're that real, happens, if he's talking if he's to real. his lost ex lover, like yeah, if yeah, if that person is alive, yeah, the, mm-hmm. which is like interesting. And then, so I think like the the first half, or a good chunk of the beginning, like really up until I'd say the last ten fifteen minutes, yeah, we're I agree. pretty solid. There's a part where when our main character starts to spiral, mm-hmm. um, out. And kind of loses the thread of reality because of, like, possibly real-life things of them switching out his meds, his mm-hmm. anxiety medication with LSD or, or something akin to that at the time. Um, and so he he's actually kind of losing it. Yeah, he's, like, seeing things because yeah. they switched his medication. And time isn't going in the proper way. He doesn't remember things, so we don't remember things. They're telling us stuff happened, but we didn't see that happen and did it really happen, which is, like... Confusing and exciting. Mm-hmm. Like, there's parts of it where you're just like, oh, what is going on? Um, but, yeah, I think some of it is, like, an exciting kind of thrill of, like, and, and it's very um, empathetic. Because mm-hmm. it really puts you into his, like, position of, like, what is real? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, which, is, which is, I think, a, a good thing. Um, and then, you know, we get to the end. And I think a part of the the end reveal and you know we're a spoiler town is that it kind of takes away the whole narrative of this being about the gay experience mm-hmm. and kind of undermines that yeah and it's interesting because uh there is a section where they go into the people who live there before them and it was this lesbian couple mm-hmm. so they, they were still sticking to the whole it's a queer experience like these yeah. people are targeting people who are queer And that is what the film is about. And then, as you said, like, in the last 15 minutes, they're just like, no, but we're also, it's like 2001? Yes. Yeah. Uh, And now the people are scared of Muslim, the Muslim community. Yeah. So we're just going to throw that in there. Um, And it's kind of, yeah, just really, like, one belittle, like, it's just saying, like, all minority experiences are the same. Uh Uh-huh. Which isn't true. Yeah. And then just, like, really just kind of, yeah, it just made a lot of really great statements leading up and then, like, sullied it. Yeah. And not to, like, again, bring in Get Out, but I think, like, a part of one of the 
best parts of Get Out was that, you know, it was that this family was purposefully seeking out black bodies mm-hmm. to inhabit. And, you know, like, the one guy, the the blind guy says, like, pretty offhandedly, just like, you know, you just so happens that you're black. That's not what we were looking for, right? Um, but it is a statement on, like, how we, you know, will appropriate and, like, worship and, you know, put on, you know, the 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 garb and the culture of black people mm-hmm. and not give any credit or acknowledge or support for them just being themselves, right? Yeah. And so that in itself is a statement. Like, that's the whole point. So mm-hmm. the, the, the point of them being inside of black bodies was on purpose. Yeah. This is, like, we just need a scapegoat. You happen yeah. to be that. So it really took away, like, the power that is being gay. Like, it yeah. wasn't actually a statement at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was, like... It was just, like, you fit this thing, so we're going to murder you. Yeah. You're just conveniently the thing that we hate right now. Yeah. Which could be anybody. And that really... It honestly, like, one, gives white people too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> It really, we always like, be doing that. Like, it's literally, it's just like, oh, it's not because of that. It's literally, <laughs> it's like, no, it's actually because there's, like, a lot of history of, like, awfulness. Yeah. But specifically from the white community to the black community. And then also from, like, white, moderate America towards the queer community. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like, just totally ignoring that that exists. Or, <laughs> I'm just going to say, anybody could be the victim of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's It didn't have to be you... We don't hate your kind. Yeah, it's just, it's convenient. Just everyone else does. So. And I mean, I guess that also is like capitalism convenience, but I don't think that's what they were trying to say. That's <laughs> no. giving a little too much credit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But, yeah. yeah. So, I read an article. You also read some articles. I did. Um, one is from The Spool, which we've used before. I do yeah. enjoy their, their commentary, but this is called uh, Spiral Goes for Twists But Ends Up Tangled by Sean Price. Um, and it has a lot of really good, like, he makes a lot of good points, um, or they make a lot of good points. And so I wanted to kind of, like, highlight some things. So one, um, they say, the movie is obviously a metaphor for the persecution of those conservative America considers others, but the script doesn't make the effort to connect the pagan horror and the larger political themes. Ultimately, that deflates the whole enterprise. And, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that... The whole thing is a loss. Yeah, I mean, it's a good film. Like, they made it. Yeah. It's a fun time. (laughs) Yes. You know. It is, it is a, I will say it is very, it is thrilling. Yeah. I was enthralled the whole time. Uh, The cinematography works really well with, like, feeling claustrophobic. It's pretty dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, The lighting, like, they play with lighting quite a lot. And even when you're losing the thread and it gets kind of art housey. Yeah. It's like. You want to know. You want to know what's going on. And mm-hmm. and then the end reveal was, like, was interesting, right? Like, that yeah. That was all orchestrated. Like, they knew what was going on the whole time. And that, and then sadly, like, you're falling into the trap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a part of that, I think, is, like, is true to life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you just fall into the trap, right? And so yeah. I think um, that, to me, was, was exciting. And... So I feel like the ending, like having the, you know, the the Muslim family be the next victims is a little disappointing and sad because then it does kind of diminish that tale. But I think the whole thing really was trying to do that. And it it is hard to kind of like 
to complete. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is hard to complete. There's um, one more quote I want to bring up from Sean, and then um, we'll talk about the other article. But here is what they say. But the scariest part of the movie isn't the devil-worshipping or gruesome violence that comes later in the film. It's when Pat Buchanan's infamous culture war speech from the 1992 Republican National Convention plays out of a car radio. It's truly wild stuff, but it's also a speech that could have easily been reused like a racist Mad Lib with different phrases in minority groups swapped out at the 2020 Republican National Convention. As one of the Satanists in this film eloquently sums it up, when the tides change there will be someone else to fear. Alas, Spiral can't sustain its story or political ambitions. Yeah. So I think and I, I think that part is was really stressful too because mm-hmm. that's like a part where, like, he's losing it. It was kind of just like strangers at your home. Yeah. It felt very much like you were you there. Were, you so. just happened to be there, yeah. And that, that I think it's like... It was a little jarring when that part comes up because it's in the midst of, like, a breakdown. Mm-hmm. You're hearing these, like, hate, this hatred and this empowered hatred, right, on in the radio in a car where, like, he has clearly had trauma before in cars. Like, yeah. Already he is in the midst of absolutely losing it. And it kind of reminded me of, um, and, and it's interesting because this came out before that, but mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country and how Misha Green's team would sometimes or every pretty much every episode weave in some either speech or a performance Uh or something that was related to what was happening in that episode over top of it like the the, um the what is it the colored girls uh speech that happened Mm -hmm. or like um the whiteys on the moon Mm -hmm. retelling like those parts really like intertwines like with reality the with was. this yep. like supernatural weird stuff and i liked that here too mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting that it just so happens to be like this is the year that we're seeing those things yeah um and yeah i, I think it does speak to the plot or like the point in that we could switch it out for whatever crazy things they said at the 2020 national convention because like they're always gonna hate and the, and people are always going to accept that hate. Yeah. And, I mean, if we think that this is the same person who made What Keeps You Alive. Yeah. And in our research of that, we had come up with the answer that originally this character that is, like, the partner of the other woman was written as a male character. Mm-hmm. And they just switched it out. And it was lacking only in that fact. Like, you could feel that they didn't kind of, like, give character development for that specific end of the story. Like, didn't acknowledge it. And you kind of get that same kind of energy here. Like, you have the whole... They could have switched it out with any experience, but because they're specifically trying to make queer voices feel more seen in the horror community because they've been historically underrepresented despite, like, queer people's love of the horror genre itself, Mm -hmm. you get this, like, kind of, like, half-butted version of that, which is it's arguably a very good film, but yeah. it just really doesn't sell home this thing it sets up. Yeah. And I found an article, too. It's on CVR.com. Oh, no, Shutter a- original film Spiral attempts to be a queer get-out and almost succeeds. So we basically, as I said, like people of the LGBTQIA community frequently identify with horror films. It's yes. through the movies themselves usually lack 
queer representation. And that's something that's been a problem. So as a way to remedy this, Shudder and this group got together and they're like, all right, we're going to make this film. It's going to be about a queer experience. And it sort of gets there. But then it continues to go, undeniably, Spiral is a good film. The problem is, however, that it does not live up to the potential of its incredible concept. While the film is enjoyable, well-acted, entertaining, and genuinely suspenseful, the stories shift halfway from society's big bigotry to super surreality marks a loss of focus that ultimately waters down the movie's message. Yeah. And that's that's what we get. That's it's, the heart, They yeah. just switched it, and they're like, all right, everyone's going to be fine with this. And I think in our last research, like, we found, uh, I mean, obviously we can't be like, are you gay? Yeah. To the directors and writers, but there wasn't any information about whether or not this was written by a queer person writing about their own experiences and perspectives, the whole nothing about us without us. Yeah. And, and it's like, obviously we can't know, but are these stories being written by people who have the right to tell them? Yeah, or, like, are those people in the room? Which mm -hmm. is, like, a, it is an interesting conversation, because Shudder also, so Shudder is behind Horror Noir mm -hmm. um, documentary. And they are doing. And they're doing the queer horror mm -hmm. documentary of the same vein, right? And mm -hmm. to talk about, like, queer culture. Because horror is very queer. It mm -hmm. has a lot of queer experiences just inherently in it, um, in that it is exploring this, like, outsider, uh, monstrous-sized, like demonized communities right mm -hmm. like un unjustly so right mm -hmm. and to, to feel you know like you can be any number of characters on the screen mm -hmm. and so I think like the problem with this film is that like horror itself is already doing a lot of that work just yeah. in, in, in what it does so I think they kind of like you said half butted it <laughs> where it was just like okay we almost had it here, right? Yeah. Like we were missing it we're just close. a little bit with what keeps you alive. So all we have to do is just be more intentional this time. And then they th threw it again. So it's just like, okay, what if we try one more time? <laughs> and if we could try one more time, like in the future of like whatever shutter and this team or another team who, you know, are possibly at the very least more vocal mm -hmm. in our outs in our like you know definitively saying like this is my experience mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna write about it and then you know put it out there like if we could have something like that I think we could get there because we're closer yeah it's just this like, is a good step yes um it's obviously not the end goal that we want but it, it's gonna take time to get to that end goal yeah it's like any film that you see you can love a lot of it but there's always going to be something until we get to, I mean, honestly, arguably, I'll say there'll always be something yeah. that could be better or changed. And this film was good. Yeah. It was a fun time. But there is, like, this question of, were the people who should have been in the room in the room? And if they were, I mean, obviously, you can't, like, be like, if we have this expectation of one person, we can be like, yours must be perfect. You're representing everything that is that. Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. Um, but... Even if they were in the room, like, this is a good first... This is what they were able to do. Yeah. This is... And it was fun. They yeah. just kind of, as anyone can, if they're writing something, like, lost their way kind of at the end. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. And like I, like I said, like, I think uh, Jeffrey Bauer Chapman does a phenomenal job. I think, mm -hmm. you know, because there's some parts in the scripts that aren't written super well. There's some dialogue that I feel like was like, or there's like plots. But I think he really, like, took 
what he was given. Oh, yeah. And he was transformed the star. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. His acting made the whole film. Like, I think it would have been a bad film mm-hmm. if not for him. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like, like, what keeps you alive? I can't really remember. Like, I vaguely remember those characters. Mm-hmm. I remember I what remember happened. I remember the one who was being attacked yeah. very vividly. Yeah. I remember her, and I remember, like, the struggle. But, like, even when all that was happening, it was kind of like a, like, yeah, I want you to survive. I want you to fight back. Mm-hmm. But with his character, I really was just like, we got to do something. Like, we got to get out. Like, my heart felt so strongly for, like, just his face always just being like, like, well, you know, like, why is no one understanding this? And how else do people, can like, deal with confronting, like, pagan worshipers and all that? Which, that whole plot seemed bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't quite understand why they were doing what they were doing. I also... I hated the part where, like, there was someone who broke into their house and put, oh, yeah. like, a really messed... I forget what it said exactly, but it was, it was like, like, hate, speech on, hate speech on the wall. And he doesn't tell his partner. Yeah. And it's like, that made me upset because I was like, one, you I, when he reacts later, you're like, all right, I get why. Yeah. But also, he doesn't have all the information. Yeah. So, like, if he saw that, too, like, if he left it there... For him to see it, too, maybe he would have been more on board yeah. with this wacky <laughs> pagan scenarios being played out. Oh, yeah, at the very least, he'd understand that they're bigots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's enough to fear, too. Like, yeah. Even... <laughs> I think a part of that, though, that is sad. his need to protect. Yeah. Like, because he is so often a victim. Like, he is mm-hmm. so often afraid and anxious, and he knows what that feels like. And so yeah. he works really hard to protect his family and their sanity yeah like with the with the young girl like as you as you mentioned like being the like cool stepfather right but there's this genuine like honest love and affection for her Mm -hmm. and really wanting like wanting her to understand the dangers of the world but also not wanting her to be victim to it like he he wants her to not have to be scared right like he wants her to have to have like a a good life that she could have had had she said had her heteronormative family, mm-hmm. right? And and so there's probably some guilt there too of of kind of like probably having like some, I broke up your family. Yeah. Like, even if like he didn't, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's gonna be there. And then like also protecting his partner who, as we mentioned, does have this privilege of not noticing all of the dangers of the world. And so I think a part of that and a part of why he's hesitant and uncomfortable with telling him those things is that. But also because like he is the worst. Yeah. His partner, the whole time we were just like, this guy sucks so hard. Like, how could you be yeah. so uncomfortable, like, being honest and open with your partner? I will say, I feel like a lot of people who are in, like, mixed race couples during May to August. Uh, yes. Probably related pretty heavily <laughs> to yeah. their dynamic. Yes. Um, in the privilege end of just not seeing... Like, I've had very big moments where I'm like, am I handling things in a way where you feel seen and heard? Like, we've had those conversations. And, like, luckily, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there are lots of, I have lots of friends who have told me, like, stories about how, like, they've been in relationships and they do not feel seen by their white partner just because of what's happening 
in the world, like, and the yeah. fact that it's, like, something that they can put in their pocket and still walk outside and be like, la da da because it doesn't directly yeah. impact them when it should. Um, and I feel like you really see that in their relationship, which mm-hmm. I think is good. I do wish there was a part where they showed where they were, like, happy. Yeah. <laughs> it really didn't seem like their relationship was ever in its honeymoon phase. Um there was, like, some affectionate moments yeah. that were comfortable. Like, it was, like, a... It seemed They've genuine. been doing this for mm-hmm. a long time yeah. kind of love um, that eventually gets tired, like, most things, right? Like, yeah. you just get tired of a person, right? Yeah. Um, but I agree. I think, like, the, there really is, like, um, him not even knowing that something could be up and that he should be more sensitive to that. But that's a part of the... the of being a partner in a mixed race relationship mm-hmm. is like you need to acknowledge that yeah. and like like you were doing make those check-ins like make it yeah. like check yourself to be like am I doing this because yeah. that is a part of your role as someone in that relationship mm-hmm. and just like it, analyzing any amount of privilege that you might have like because we all do like yeah. even just being like the fact that I'm light-skinned and femme presenting right like those are things that also like are beneficial to me in certain situations Mm -hmm. or like, you know, not like being, um, neurotypical, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's a part two that I always have to be like, okay, I have to acknowledge that there are like spheres and, in situations in which I have privilege that I do have to like check and just Mm -hmm. make sure (laughs) that I'm not like coming into this from that. And I think like it is the (laughs) eighties is a time where, there's a lot going on, and we weren't really having these conversations out loud. Yeah, that was definitely the time period in which a lot of people swallowed the awfulness of the world mm-hmm. and, like, didn't have conversations and fought instead. Yeah. Like, yeah. they didn't, they kind of put everything in a pocket in their, or like, a bag that yeah. they carried on their shoulders and, like, didn't acknowledge it as a problem. That's why a lot of our parents don't know how to talk about their feelings. Yeah. Um, and instead, we'll just, like, yell at each other. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of divorce. Because <laughs> people don't say things. They let things develop. They leave each other in their minds. Um, and then they don't talk about it till it's like, ooh. Yeah. This is a problem. Yeah. And I think, like... Demons are eating my child. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let's do something. <laughs> um, let's deal with this. Uh, yeah, I think the fact that it took until that for him to be like, Maybe he's right. Yeah. Maybe he was right this whole time. Um, it was really sad, but I also think it adds to the plot. I like that there was this additional layer to privilege in, in the mm-hmm. experience. Like, that there's not one gay experience. Yeah. And that was refreshing. That mm-hmm. was, like, nice to see. And also, none of them were, like, I don't know, like, how they kind of, like, stereotype gay people. But if oh. you're a gay man, you have to be, like, fabulous yeah um, like, <laughs> that wasn't yeah. a thing you're just, you were just they were just people, people. yeah <laughs> that's true no one was like who's the top <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, like, no, you don't uh, <laughs> you, you, it didn't really come up like it wasn't yeah. even a question right like you're just like yes i'm sure they have sex we don't need to know how yeah <laughs> like they're just, just like people. i don't ask anybody else about that <laughs> yeah like, whatever it's like i'm not asking that is your business that's so true your genitals are for each other yeah it wasn't like no modern family yeah <laughs> which is good um which is so funny because in modern family the one that people see is like the character that's like more gay or like the flamboyant mm. one is actually straight in real life and like the more straight-edged one is the gay is actually gay in real life. Mm. So I just think that's a fun fact for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I totally didn't even think of that because I was just like, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> People, like, 
Yeah. Well, I think it's because we identify in the queer community. Yeah, so we we're have just more like awareness. But there are probably people who are like, they don't even seem gay. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah. You're so right. But because, yeah. <laughs> I was like, people, yeah. It's normal for us because we identify as queer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, of course. Like, yeah, some days we want to be femme. Sometimes we're masks. Sometimes you're just androgynous. Like, whatever you want. Yeah. Um, which is the queer experience. Yeah. that it, there, there are some really great things that I think are very genuine. I wish there was, and in, in the article, there's also um, conversations about the, the daughter mm-hmm. and how she doesn't really get a lot of screen time. But when she's on there, like, she is also powerful. I think she's, like... As far as actors go, like, she, I, f- I definitely felt her as, like, a moody teenager mm-hmm. who's, like, like, really, like, is a, is a good kid. Yeah. And also just, like, wants to have a normal life, but still love these people. Like, I think she does yeah. genuinely love and care um, for them. And it's just kind of rolling with the punches, isn't, like, hateful or awful. And it's just, like, a girl. But I think there could have been more explored with her. I yeah. feel like I, I didn't, it seemed weird to me when she was just, like, dating him, that one Yeah, guy. and it, there was a few things that, like, I think they could have done better, too. Because it was, like, one, when you had the intro comment from the the boyfriend who lived far away, uh-huh. um, where he said the really homophobic thing about don't share water because yeah. you'll get AIDS or whatever. Yeah. Um, that there wasn't an obvious that she didn't feel okay with that, but like you yeah. could tell she did later. Cause she definitely did like pay respect to, um, what was the guy's name? You said it a few times. Jeffrey Bauer Chapman. Yes. Jeffrey Bauer <laughs> Chapman. Um, and like his presence in her life. And like, you could tell she cared about him too. Like they cared about each other as much as she is a moody teenager. Yeah. And he, she was kind of empowered in her own right that she was like, there's this boy here and I'm, and he's like, I want to make it special. And she's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, just do. I'm going to take ownership of my sexuality. If we're going to do it, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, he that was so weird. Because then it was revealed that, like, he's been a teenager for forever. Yeah. Because he dated the lesbian's daughter as well. Yeah. Who wants to be a teenager forever? Go, he has to go that's to school the all the time. Of life. I mean, that's he's arguably Twilight, too. Yeah, he's just Edward Cullen. It's gross. Yeah. Who wants to do that? It's like you are basically, as much as you are a teenager forever, you are a child predator. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Book. Yeah. Like, side note of Twilight, the smartest of the vampires there was, I forget his name, but because he went to school... He, like, went to college and, like, has a bunch of degrees. Like, he used yeah. his time to learn, like, real things because he's also, got infinite time. I will say, Arthur <laughs> Cullen did not need to stay in high school. He looked like a grown man <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Like, no one's going around checking his biology to see if he's actually 16. Yeah. Like, he could have definitely went to college and just been like, I look young. What's up? Yeah. Like, Why I was going to look in I'm, college. I just or high look school. young. Like, there are people in college who are children. Like, literally because they're geniuses like yeah. they go to college because they're smart he or just don't that. go to school why do you need to go to school he doesn't you don't he lives forever <laughs> you don't need to go why are you taking calculus it was just yeah it's really dumb anyway. the whole premise <laughs> anyway <laughs> this week on the ghoul's trash twilight we could probably have a whole series it's just such trashing. a that movie is There's, awful the book is too the whole thing the, i've read all of them it's all bad yeah. um Anyway. It's just like this man should not be in high school. No. Impregnating people. <laughs> Jesus. And then I'm sure they were their, old. She was their older baby when that out. happened. No. 
No, she wasn't. She was still a child. She was still in high school, I think. Oh, God. And then he chewed her baby out. This sounds like... Of her body. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Spiral. Speaking of horror. Um, Twilight is a horror movie. <laughs> TM, TM. Uh, yeah. So, that was Spiral. And the start of our conversation. I think it's a good start. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think there's a lot of wins. I think there's a lot of wins. Yeah. It does. It goes, it goes job in a lot of ways. Yeah. It just kind of, like, misses it at the end there. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. Like, the daughter didn't get enough screen time. Not, I mean, but really, it was him that was doing, he was acting the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was doing it. I want to see more of him. And I, I, I definitely more. think, like, the partner sucked. And I wish, like, he didn't suck so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's just. That's the way Sometimes the there are good goes. white people. That's what it is. Yeah. It sucks because I do feel like there was potential for him to have been good. Yeah. Just, or at like, least, like, slightly didn't. more, like, Care. recognizing how wonderful he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because he was great. Or being sympathetic of, just, yeah, of like, the fact that he has anxiety. Like, why? He was just very much a gay Republican, and he needed yes. to chill. <gasps> he was Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. <laughs> Although he would argue he's a Democratic. Or in a separate wise. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the gay Republican. <sighs> yes, just like separate wives. So true. Yeah, he definitely had that. So energy. true. And it was a, it was a shame because he because de- Chapman better. Yeah, he does. And yeah, I think I think we're in the right direction. Um, and I'm excited for what the future holds because mm-hmm. if this can exist and people love it, because I mean, definitely go out and watch it. I think everyone should watch it because yeah, it is really good. It is good. It yeah. did, like honestly, it's just the we last enjoyed it. Ten <laughs> minutes that was like oh, oh yeah, but like otherwise good movie. Yeah. And even then, I was like, I want to see that one now. Yeah, I right. I want to see what they do to them. I want to see them prevail. Like the, the yeah, Muslim like family. they come. That would be a good sequel. Like someone wins. Hey, Shatter. Like with that, like yeah. Hey, Shatter. And then we, you know, then we got different representation that needs to be seen. Yeah. Like we Shatter, need let's do a groups. 2020 version where it's a Mexican family. Because ICE is evil. And then they murder them. F ICE, you know what I'm saying? And they win. Yeah, they win. That's the they, kind of revenge they get rid of the I want to see. Because they're smart and they have all this, like, knowledge of stuff and they get rid of them. Yeah. Well, hire me, Shudder. I have a great idea. I'll start writing right now. Uh, <laughs> but with that being said. Yeah. Don't, don't get, get married. married. Delete your kids. kids. Literally. That's another yeah, Oh, they, they, did, they, they ate the kid. The kid. <laughs> they ate the kid. Don't get married or gay married. It's the same. It's all marriage. Yeah. Bye.